Geniuses. My name is Jessica Lopez Hermanton, and I am the creator and founder of OT Genius. And you're listening to Pre OT Secrets. On this show, we talk about how to get into occupational therapy school, how to do it in the most financially savvy way. And we also dive into the stories of pre OTs, current OT professionals, and students to learn how they got in and what their experiences were like. And so we're here to inspire, motivate, and encourage you throughout your OT journey and show you how you can be a successful OT school applicant and become the OT that you want to be. Now, on to the show. What's up, OT geniuses? Welcome to another Pre-OT Secrets episode. Today, we have a former student and member of the Road to Accepted program, Ashley DeCastro, and she is just such a gem. I had the honor of working with her in the past, and you know, when I very, very first started helping Priyoti. She was like the very first group. (laughs) I didn't really know what I was doing, where I could take it or how to even make it even better. But she's now, you know, in OT school. And so I decided to just bring her on so she can share a little bit about her journey. So welcome, Ashley. I hope that you're doing well. And I don't know if there's anything that you want to just say to our listeners about yourself a little bit more in that intro that you want listeners to know about you and just tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. It's kind of surreal just because like you said, like I was kind of part of that first group and it's like full circle. Like now I'm here, I'm in my second year. Yeah. But I'm a doctoral student in Arizona. I'm in my second year. I am a little more than halfway through my level 2A field work. I'm in a an outpatient hand therapy clinic and that's been a lot of fun. Yeah. I saw that you posted a while back that you got to observe five surgeries. I got so stoked for you. <laughs> I did. That was Seriously, the most like amazing experience I've ever had. I was dying to do that when I was a student. I didn't get yeah. that opportunity personally, but man, that is amazing. What yeah. type of surgeries were they? So I got to see a Palmer fasciotomy for Dupuytren's. I got to see a pinning for a metacarpal fracture. I saw an extensor tendon injury distal radius fracture, carpal tunnel. Yeah. So it was just like really surreal to see just because I've obviously seen these diagnoses like post-surgery and like what that looks like after. So like I have these patients come in and they're telling like I can just see like, okay, they're stiff here and they're in this much pain and all that. But just like seeing what was being done in surgery, um, it just kind of helped me like understand just the diagnosis a little bit better and just where the patient's at. And yeah, it was really cool. And to our, our listeners. Um, so just so you know, um, even you don't have to be in a student phase in order to observe the surgeries. Like you could be in a clinician 
already graduated and having passed your boards, and if you're working at an outpatient clinic or in a hospital, and if you can manage to pull those strings over at my hospital where I where I was working, um, it was harder to to do just because of certain um, what's it called like I guess a uh, like just red tape and red that that they have, um, but <clears throat> they definitely are very open um, to the idea at the very least. Like I guess they just have to figure out how to make it possible. But yeah, you could actually definitely even as a clinician to have that deeper understanding, you can always still observe those surgeries because it will make you a a better clinician for sure. Especially if you're doing ortho hands and elbows, shoulders, stuff like that. So that is so cool. Actually, I'm so happy for you. So tell us a little bit about, I guess, like what made you decide to get into occupational therapy and what was your path like to get into OT school? Yeah, so I my undergrad is in psychology, but when I graduated, I kind of realized that that's not what I wanted to do long term. Like I didn't want to go into counseling or anything like that. So I took a year off, started working in an outpatient physical therapy clinic just as a rehab aide. I knew I didn't want to do physical therapy. I was like, hey, like yeah, that's cool. But there was something missing for me. And I think it's because like, I really, I love psychology and I really, I'm super passionate about mental health. So I needed to find like a, a balance between the two. And I actually had never heard of occupational therapy up until like a year before I applied to school. So one of my coworkers, actually, they were like, why don't you look into occupational therapy? And I was like, what is that? And I thought like everybody else, like you help people find a job or like you're in the workplace, like doing something like that. So I looked into it a little bit more. I started observing in a hand therapy clinic. I observed in a sniff and I observed in pediatrics and I was like, okay, this is it for me. This is what I want to do. And again, like I said, like for me, it was, I found that perfect balance between mental and physical health. So then I just, I kind of started looking at programs and I was like, yeah, you know what, we're going to do it. Like, I'm just going to apply, but I'm also, I'm a first generation college student. So navigating grad school, I had no idea what to do. I was like, nobody in my family went to college. So never mind grad school. They didn't know what grad school was. So yeah, that's when I found you. (laughs) Yeah. You helped me through that whole process. And you know, like I was a first generation student myself and it's just interesting to try to figure things out on your own because yeah, I don't, I, when I was in college, didn't even understand what grad school was. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I was, I remember being a freshman, maybe a sophomore in college and I would hear the term, oh yeah, well, they're grad students. What is, what is that? (laughs) You know? And it wasn't, I think until a little bit later where I was like, oh, those are students getting masters and PhD Mm -hmm. doctorate program. So I, you know, like I'm being just very real, you know, I didn't even know what the term grad student meant just like you. And, you know, so but I remember just telling my parents that, yeah, I'm going to go back to school to take these classes and, and hopefully I'll get into OT school. And they're like, you've got your bachelor's. I don't understand why you're going back. Yeah. 
like they they didn't they had they did not understand and uh they were supportive of me nonetheless you know like super supportive but they were just like you got a bachelor like I thought it was done (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) and so that was always an interesting conversation but, and I mean, and I just remember feeling just very, very lost. And I'm like, I know that I'm not the only one. I know that I'm not the only first generation or, or even there's people out there that they maybe have parents, but they don't, their parents don't understand what the process is like to even get into occupational therapy school, you know? So that's when I decided to just start this. But aside from all that, where did you end up? applying and and going into I'm like where what school did you end up choosing so I applied I only applied to two schools I applied to one in Massachusetts because I'm from the east coast and then I applied to one in Arizona so AT Still University I got accepted to both but I chose AT Still because I just knew I wanted to be in Arizona and when I interviewed I just I don't know something about the school I really liked yeah. So that's where I'm at now. I love that you said that because that's, um, I think that's really key. Like basically the way that I can picture it is it was just a gut feeling that you had about the school. Right. Yeah. And I think that deep down inside, when you are looking for programs and you're going through the selection process of like, where should I apply and what schools I should, you know, consider when I think sometimes you know, like which one is for you, you know, mm-hmm. which is why you ended up applying to two. I only ended up applying to one. I was going to apply to two, to like, I think it was like three or four different programs mm-hmm. uh, in Texas. I wanted to go out of state, at least mm-hmm. so I thought. And then as time went on, I'm like, I don't want to go out of state. Like, you know, yeah. like, just like, forget that. I don't want, that's not, no, no, not in my plans. And then I was like, okay, only Florida schools. And I wanted to be close. And so then I'm like, okay, so these are the programs that are near me. And like, this is literally what was my, like my personal thought process. These were the schools near me. I got this school, this school, this school, and that school. And one of them being FIU, Nova and stuff like that. Right. And I'm like, but I'm like, these other schools are six figures. I, mm-hmm. I don't want to pay that. So yeah. I'm like, that's out. And yeah. I literally just narrowed it down to one school. I'm like, you know yeah. what? So I'm like, it's either that school, FIU or nothing at all. And I'm, mm-hmm. and if I don't get it, I'm going to just have to figure out what I do with my life. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's so important to narrow down those schools and you know, I think it keeps your applications focused. So I think you did the right thing and you ended up just listening to your gut instinct and, you know, like, okay, there's something about AT still, that's where I want to go. So what was it that then could you like, I don't know, could you explain what made you choose AT still? Like, what was it about AT still? So it's a college of health, like, it's just a graduate school. So it's all health sciences programs. So I thought that made it really different. I wasn't going to like this really big school. The campus is small. So you get to interact with the other programs. So you're seeing PT students, you're seeing AT students, you're seeing the dental students and the PA students. So I don't know. I really liked that it was kind of like not super tight knit, but sort of tight knit. 
and the my program we do a lot of like interdisciplinary work mm-hmm. so we've worked with PT students a bunch of times we've worked with the dental students on like ergonomics so that's something that I really liked it wasn't just like okay you're going to be with OT students 24 7 and that's it we actually got to learn like what other healthcare professionals do yeah so I think that's a big thing for me that's kind of what sold me yeah That's really, really cool. Yeah, I think that you guys need to just ask the right questions. Like, you know, when I went into OT school, I didn't know that interdisciplinary work was going to really be a thing. (laughs) You know, like me personally, I don't even think I shared that with the first group, really. You know, I'm not sure. I don't recall. But yeah, interdisciplinary work is really big in OT school. And Mm -hmm. you're constantly working with all of these different healthcare professionals, because that is your future. You need to know Mm -hmm. how to speak and interact with doctors and nurses and, you know, get to know a little bit more about the physical therapy, the physical therapists and the speech pathologists and all of this stuff. And it it is in your benefit to know exactly what their roles are and how they can help you help your patient or client get to be more independent, you know, so Mm -hmm. it's all about that collaboration And so, yeah, it's really, really key for me. We weren't, yeah, like it's kind of like you, the PT and OT and speech. It's not like we were like super tight niche, but we knew like who the speech students were. We knew who Mm -hmm. the PT uh, students were. And we definitely did quite a few there, like just events together. Like there was this one event that I had to, that it was hosted by the so soda it's called the student occupational therapy association for those of you who don't know i was the vice president for that and i we had to coordinate with the speech pathology group i forget what their acronym is but their student organization for slps and we collaborated with slps and pts and we did a healthcare wine fair and so, and because it was the student leaders of each organization that got together to, to host it. And that was so cool because I really got to know some of the other students a lot better that I would have not otherwise, like on a deeper level, because there was a lot of, there were meetings, there were logistics that had to be, you know, and, and it's not just like one or two meetings. Like we were meeting for like a good couple of months and then, you know, to make things happen. And it just took a lot of collaboration and then marketing the event to our, our classmates and even alumni. And so it was like a big deal. And, uh, but we got to work really closely together and I ended up working with one of those SLPs that I worked with closely at my job. And I oh, actually, wow. no, I got my first job because of her. Wow. So, you know, it's the connections you make are so, so valuable. Like, you know, so shout out to Ella. (laughs) But yeah, so she is now, she's now an SLP, but she got me my first job or recommended me for my first job straight out of OT school. So yeah, and it was all because of a healthcare wine fair event that we did together (laughs) in collaboration. (laughs) But, and so, yeah, that was really cool. I love that. It's, it's cool to interact with others. And Anything else that you want to add to what attracted you to AT Still or anything that you've enjoyed about your journey? Yeah. So a big thing about AT Still is giving back to the community. And we actually have a pro bono OTPT clinic. So we see clients that are out in the community for free. Um, and it's all student-led, which I think is a really great opportunity. So our professors are there to help us and guide us. But 
we are the ones like we run the clinic. So we're making the appointments and we're coming up with treatment plans and we're working with those clients. Um, so I think that's a really great opportunity, especially like just even before getting into field work. It's nice too, because we'll get to co-treat with PT so we can kind of see what they're looking at versus what we're looking at. Yeah. So that's another big thing that I really like. That's so cool. Yeah. I hope I see what your future will look like. (laughs) Like, yeah, yeah, it gives you a little bit of a glimpse of what OT school is like, but that's Mm -hmm. really, really cool. That that's super, super neat. Each university does things obviously very differently and they give students, you know, the experience that they need to be an occupational therapist in different ways. And that's Mm -hmm. how they're doing it over there at AT still. And that's really, really cool. So Ashley, we are going to have you back on again. And I know that our listeners are going to be looking forward to hearing more from you. I want to dive into a little bit more about just what your fieldwork experience has really been like and what did you learn from it. And so we'll be diving into a little bit more about that. But thank you guys, everyone, for tuning in. And I will see you in the next episode. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me and taking time out of your day to listen. We hope that this has been of value to you and will get you one step closer towards becoming the OT that you want to be. One of the biggest problems I see is that pre-OTs, they try to do things alone. They do things in isolation and the connections that they have are minimal for many reasons. But we are changing that here at OT Genius and focusing instead on building a community for pre-OTs for them to have their first OT family and meet other pre-OTs current OT students and clinicians. To be a part of that awesome community, you can subscribe to our membership by going to otgenius.com. Just go to the tab, get me into OT school on the homepage, and you can join our awesome community there. You can also find our social medias and ways to get in touch with us on the website. So thank you again and see you in the next one.